what makes America the greatest country in the world. Soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen. Stood up for what was right. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time we started talking. Dream isn't something we talk about. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. Let's pray for freedom and justice. Only be a war if soldiers are willing to fight. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Some veterans not getting the time they care that they need. The good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks on look power. Status. Let's discuss. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Um, welcome to Vet to Vet podcast. Uh, um, new episode. Episode number nine. Yeah, episode nine. Um, this episode, like if it's your first time listening, thanks for coming. Um, this podcast is produced every week, and as a short reminder, vet to vet is a non-profit educational project dedicated to assist veterans with adjustment to civilian lifestyle and to provide assistance in obtaining your VA and other available benefits that you have earned. So now, let's get into the show. Yeah. Um, today's topic, we're going to talk about a little bit of the, the 100% rating, the permanent and total. VA defines uh, the word permanent and total slightly different that you would guess and uh, for that matter the word total doesn't mean total when discussing disability and those are just terms for VA so as a short answer those ratings are not protected unless you wait certain amount of time but we'll get into that so any rating can be modified by VA at any time depending on the circumstances yeah. So, um, in the language of the VA, the word permanent doesn't necessarily mean your benefits is permanent. To have a 100% uh, P&T rating only applies that your dependents will also get benefits. Uh, common ones are CHAMP VA for medical, Chapter 35, I think, for um, education, things like that. So at least you know you're good there. Most of the time, when you're permanent total, there's not a likelihood of them wanting to reevaluate you, but they absolutely have that opportunity if they want to. And currently, they seem to be going that route anyways. Um, one way to protect your uh, rating, you should hold it for at least 20 years. If you're rated at, a, at any percentage for 20 years or more, they won't lower you unless there's some kind of fraud involved. So if you're BSing, or if you're not really having this issue or the severity of that issue, then there's a chance that they can change it even though it's been 20 years or even though they say permanent total. So how do you know if your rating is temporary or permanent? Um, you could go on your original award, award letter and look for the codes that the VA likes to confuse you with. Um, Look at your disability and see if it says anything like no further exams are scheduled. That's a good chance that your rating's going to be permanent because they're not going to be messing with you. They're not thinking that it's going to get any better anytime soon. Um, if you see that your dependents are eligible for education, 
or if they're eligible for CHAMP VA, then you're pretty much a permanent total rating because they're not going to allow your dependents to get these extra benefits unless they're not going to mess with you in the future. Yeah, and those phrases may uh, be slightly different from, why, from one VA office, from one VA regional office to another. But in general, that would mean exactly what Joe just said. If you see uh, future exams are scheduled or similar or something that would reference uh, to that, uh, that might be a trigger for you that you might be scheduled for another CNP exam. Yeah, so definitely look when you get your award letter, especially when it comes to any mental health rating, you'll see something like, we think this condition has a potential to get better, so we're going to reevaluate you in the future. Usually that's about two to five years down the road. But what they're hoping is that you don't have any medical records, so you're thankful of your rating and you just go about your life. Then you'll get a letter in the mail saying, hey, let's reschedule you, and you don't have any medical records, so there's a good chance they could lower you. So even though you got that rating percentage and you're happy with it, make sure you still build up your medical records to show that that condition hasn't changed. Because if you get that letter and you don't have records, I think you have about 90 days to show that that, condi that condition is at the same or worse, or there's a good chance they're going to lower you. Yeah, uh, at the same time, um, there is always there always could be a mistake involved uh, when establishing the permanence of your rating. Yeah. And um, it's actually up to you to know what to do. Um, nobody will do it for you. So yeah. as Joe said, so if you got that 100, those 100%, um, Protect yourself. Protect yourself. And uh, if you get better, like just going to the doctor, uh, one or another doctor, mental health, and it actually gets well better, yes. In this case, VA would have a, a good, uh, yeah, good reason to lower, good reason to lower you. Yeah. If it doesn't get better, so VA wouldn't have any reasons to lower you. Yeah. So that would be a best probably answer, just not just to protect yourself, but just to make sure to give them all the evidence that would allow them to make a, a, a fair assessment of, fair your, assessment, right? yeah, of your disabilities. Um, also, like 20 years would give you pretty much a good chance of uh, that VA would never lower uh, your percentage. But as a basic rule, if you hold a 100% permanent rating for 10 years uninterrupted, most likely it's not going to be lowered in future. Yeah, yeah, you should be safe for the most part unless there is some kind of fraud issue involved. Yeah, and in very broad terms, 100% uh, permanent and total ratings, rating changes a bit when you have held it for 10 years. It doesn't matter if it's schedule or TDIU rating, at the 10-year uh, mark, your spouse become eligible for additional benefits, no matter how you die. Yeah. You. So if you have that 100% rating, whether it's unemployable or just due to your natural self, after 10 years, if you get ran over by a bus, your spouse will be taken care of. Before 10 years, if you get ran over by a bus, then more than likely your spouse won't be in, won't be able to get the DIC rating which they'll be able to get the widow's pension or at least apply for it. So under 10 years, it depends on how you pass and if it's connected to your service or not. Um, also, the rules that govern uh, the 
100% ratings are coming from CFR. So you might wanna uh, take a small, like take a look at uh, section uh, 3.104, finality of the decision, section 3.105, revision of decisions, uh, section 3.461, dependency and indemnity compensation, 3.702, dependency and indemnity compensation as well, uh, 3.951, preservation of disability rating, and 3.952, protected ratings. Yeah, and this is all under the 38 CFR, which is all the federal rules that we're dealing with. Yeah, so those uh, um, paragraphs uh, would give you a good explanation about uh, how long you should hold your rating, what you should do, and how can you change it if something happens, if you uh, get scheduled for CNP exam and uh, somehow it ends up, end up that VA lowers your rating. So what should you do? Um, so the other question would be, um, as we uh, already covered it in the previous section, but once again, what is uh, individual unemployability and if you are protected when you get that 100% rating? Yeah, the um, individual unemployability allows the VA to pay veterans at the 100% rate, even though their service-connected disabilities don't really get there because of the way the VA math is done. It's almost like as a sliding scale kind of rule. Um, the main thing with uh, the 100% or with the unemployable rating, you want to at least be 60% with one condition or 70% with your total conditions with at least one of those conditions being at least at a 40% and showing that these conditions, because of the severity of them, that you're, you have no ability to get gainful or substantial employment. Yeah. And those are the main words, gainful and substantial employment. Yeah, that's the main phrase you're looking at. When you're 100% um, permanent and total, you shouldn't care about those words too much. Uh, but I would say yes. Yeah. But when you're 100% uh, TDIU, then uh, substantially gainful and uh, ability to maintain steady, steady employment would play a big role in uh, future VA decisions. Yeah. So what is that substantially gainful? Um, substantial gainful employment is simply a full-time employment that provides income higher than the poverty level. Um, what was it last year? I think the poverty level was $12,300, right around there. Uh, but say uh, you can't work because of your service-connected back condition, you know, and you're a truck driver, something like that, and there's no way you can keep doing this, you might be able to get the unemployable because it's affecting your ability to work. Um, are there any other uh, eligibility requirements for that? Um, yeah, kind of like how we were saying, the main thing for the unemployable, you're at 60% with one condition or 70% with your total or combined conditions with at least one of those being at 40% or more. And not the way that we do math, but the way the VA does math. So if the VA is paying you at 70%, you're good to go. But if you just count the individuals up, no. And then 
in those cases where you fall under those under those two categories, whether you're six percent with one or seventy total, you have the ability to apply for and request the unemployable. It's not guaranteed, and certainly within the last year or so, a lot of guys can tell you it's not guaranteed. It's not as easy as it used to be, but you have your you have the right to request it if you need it and apply for it. We decide total disability different from other agencies. Yeah. Uh, as you can guess, uh, different from Social Security Administration. So, what would be the difference? Um, the main thing with Social Security would require a claimant to be uh, totally disabled after a, after a certain age, education, or work experience. Um, VA only considers service-connected disabilities for unemployable. So, if you got in a car wreck a year ago and you got out in the military 20 years ago, they're not going to give you the unemployable because you can't work now because of this car wreck. Um, the VA only cares about your military. Social Security, they're more curious about why you can't work in general, but they're, the way they rate you and the way they evaluate those disabilities are different between the two. Okay, um, that might be a dumb question, but uh, TDIU, in my understanding, it's temporary, but can it be permanent? Yeah. Um, as long as something says that there's a likelihood that no um, that there's no future exams are scheduled, or that'll literally say permanent and total on it, more likely you probably won't get evaluated. But if you're a younger guy, or if they think a disability could get better, they could give you the the uh, the unemployable rating. But there's potential that they could reevaluate you and lower that and knocking you out of that 100% payment. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you are, if you TDIU at 100% and uh, you don't feel like that you're gonna have any uh, future exams or that's what you get on the paper, so that no future exams are scheduled. Keep in mind that most likely. Uh, you will be scheduled for exams in future since you are TDIU. And it's more likely that you're going to be scheduled than if you are 100% permanent and total. Yeah. So, and the uh, VA can schedule um, an exam at any time and for any reason. Yeah. So it's not because uh, you decided that probably you feel better or you feel worse and you would like to have another CMP exam. No, it's just because somebody at VA decided and that probably one of your doctors. Yeah, yeah, they've probably seen something in your medical records, like say you're going to the VA for medical that shows this condition got better. There's usually some reason they've scheduled it, they just didn't pull your name out of the hat. But the main thing what you always want to do to back yourself is support yourself with, with medical records showing this condition's the same or worse than the last time they saw you. Yeah, so if uh, your CMP exam shows improvement, you'll probably be advised, advised or proposed that your 100% rating goes down. Yeah. But if you got records to show, to show that it's the same, you should be okay. But either way, don't miss that exam that they send you to, go to it. If you have records to back yourself up, bring them with you to support yourself. Things like that. Don't don't go to that exam flat-footed because you might get screwed, or you might not like the decision they make on you. Yeah, yeah most likely. So, 
do you need that a permanent trading assignment or TGIU is good enough? Um, you don't need it. I think if you hit the 10, 10 year mark or the 20 year mark, you should be okay for the vast majority. Um, if your kids are going to school, if you're trying to get your family signed up for CHAMP VA, then you definitely want that permanent rating assigned or they won't be able to get those benefits. Um, but more than likely, if you're, if you're at 100% for 10, 20 years, you should be fairly safe unless there's some kind of fraudulent issue there. And if there is, you would know about it more than anybody else anyway, so you should prepare yourself for that. Yeah, and uh, also if you hold uh, that 100% TDIU for a significant amount of time, so uh, most likely after you hit that 10 years mark, uh, it wouldn't matter too much if it's still TDIU or if it's permanent yeah. in total. Yeah. So we pretty much can ask you, you can ask VA to uh, re-evaluate um, your current situation and change uh, your 100% TDIU into 100% permanent and total. Yeah, and you could definitely request that because if they could request a, an exam on you, you could certainly request the same exam for yourself. So if you got those records showing that, you could request the exam and say you want to get evaluated for it. Yep, and um, once again, all those uh, situations I described in the CFR, uh, those paragraphs that I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. So if you want to educate yourself, take a look at it. Yeah. Um, and let's, let's take a deeper look into protected VA disability ratings. So what are those? How are they protected? Let's talk about those 10 years and 20 years rule. Yeah. So if a rating's been in effect for five years, it can't be reduced unless there shows some kind of improvement. And the VA needs documentation to show that improvement. Improvement, so that's more unlikely why they're going to send you to that outside medical doctor to evaluate the the severity of that condition. Um, after ten years, the disability can't be terminated if it's been in effect for ten years. Compensation can be reduced if there's some kind of improvement. Unless you know the major thing is fraud again. If there's fraud, then of course there's a chance they're going to lower you, and they should. Um, but they have to prove it. Yeah, they got to prove it too, so just don't be one of those guys. Uh, the 20-year rule, once you hit 20 years, you're pretty much safe. Like, they're not going to mess with you. They're going to leave you alone unless there's a fraud issue. Um, yeah, 100% rule. Uh, the VA must prove your medical situation has materially improved as a result. And as a result you are able to perform substantial work and 100% rule TDIU, I guess. Yeah. So the main thing, if you can work, then you should be working. But if you can't, then you can't. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a basic rule. Five years, uh, you might get CNP exam. At 10 years mark, highly unlikely. And 20 years, most likely not. Yeah, you could relax a little bit. Or move on to something else. <laughs> um, so, 100% rule is much more difficult to have decreased. Um, VA must prove that your health has uh, materially improved and that you are now able to perform substantial work. And the way it can be proven, if uh, 
somebody at VA looks at your medical record, or they get a tax statement or some kind of docu documentation from Social Security showing that, that this year or that year you made that much money. So that would be another trigger. And uh, like what kind of work you've been doing and how actually it affects your life. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty much those two conditions. Your, your VA uh, medical file and another uh, Social Security uh, reports how much you are making each year. Yep, so and but it's not up to you to prove it, but it's up to VA to prove that something changed in your life. Yeah, and uh, definitely, like every time you visit a doctor, so you are giving yeah. uh, you're telling the doctor like how what changed in your life and how does it affect you now. So they definitely would have a um, that file on, uh, on hand. Yeah. Um, so another big question, if you are 100% rating, doesn't matter, TDIU or permanent in total, should you continue uh, filing for the disabilities, I mean not filing fraudulent disabilities and frivolous claims, but like real claims that you wasn't able to file at, uh, at the first day or for some reason you forgot about them or something popped out? Yeah. Um, definitely the 100% rating isn't the end to everything that, that you could potentially gain from the VA when it comes to your benefits. You want to really look at yourself and see if, it, if you're in need of anything extra. Um, there's a few scenarios we could kind of go around to try to figure out if you should or shouldn't, but if it's something minor, like say like ringing in the ears, I would say leave it alone. But say you get cancer in your in your Vietnam vet, it might be wise to file for it, even though you're at a hundred percent already. Um, the first scenario we got going on. Hey, wait, is it is it in, is it true that most of VSOs would tell you uh, leave it alone? Leave it alone. Yeah, and the reason a lot of service officers will tell you to leave it alone is because at the hundred percent rate there's potential that they could look, say like if your knee or your back is a part of that rating and say, okay, well, we think this condition's better now and lower that and knock you out of the 100% and now you're stuck at 90. There is that potential. And that's one reason you really wanna look at yourself and see if the condition that you're gonna apply for is worth it or has good odds in your favor or even just to protect your family in case you pass from this condition but you really want to look at it. But if it's something minor, like ringing in the air or something like that, you might want to leave it alone. It, yeah, it just really kind of comes down to what you, yeah, but I would say most service officers probably tell you to leave it alone once you hit that 100% rate. Yeah. So let's yeah. take a closer look at those scenarios when you don't want to leave it alone, or maybe you want to leave it alone. Yeah. So let's say uh, you are 100% TDIU, So in this case, uh, should you still be filing for those ringing in the ears condition or knees or something like that? Um, you could. I would say, one, before you even try to file for anything, make sure you have your records in order greater than 90% of the claims that are filed. You want to show that you're diagnosed. You want to show that it's absolutely due to your service. 
whether it's doctor letters, you know, records in your military records to show that this condition happened and it's due to your service, things like that. But you want to make sure that you're really settled and you have a good shot at this. Um, the main thing, if you're filing for filing at 100% and you're not permanent, what you're trying to argue for more than likely is to be permanent. So you could file another condition like, say, the PTSD if you never touched it yet and go for that and file for the permanent total on top of it because if the PTSD comes back at 30, 50, 70% on top of your 100% rating, then there's a likelihood that your conditions are worse and the, the likelihood of scheduling you in the future may not be as great anymore. Yeah, also, so if you're 100% TDIU and uh, as you figure out it's not protected, so uh, most likely it would be a good advice to file for additional disabilities if you have, maybe as in, even for the minor ones, because uh, later on you can rely on those disabilities and um, they can be a secondary condition for something else. Yeah. And that secondary condition would bump up your uh, rating. Yeah, your overall. Overall. Yeah. yeah and uh, just be careful with. Once you hit the 100%, you really want to question what you're going for and yeah. what your odds are. So, I guess VSOs would frequently tell veterans, do not rock the boat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a safe bet. Uh, but, as a, it's a safe bet in general, but you want to look at yourself as the individual and what your conditions are. And if you think those conditions are worth filing for and you have the backing already there, you know, you're already diagnosed, you already got a doctor agreeing that it's due to your service that's affecting your life. I would say go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the second scenario would be uh, you get your letter, you got your rating, ratings, but something wrong with your effective date and most, but that would be another uh, scenario when you want to uh, file for revision. Yeah, cause because those effective dates would give you. Yeah, you're missing out on back pay, back pay, and you're missing out on that that time frame. So that ten year mark could help you out if it's six month difference, you know. And so yeah, you definitely want to look at your effective dates. So it's worth arguing. That's certainly worth arguing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you want to get the earliest effective date possible. Yeah. And uh, as long as it's uh, on paper and you can back it up, so go for it. Uh, so, uh, and uh, money-wise, so if uh, your effective days is not correct even by one year, you're looking at thousands and thousands of uh, dollars of back pay. Yeah, and that money could definitely help you and your family, so then you're entitled to it, so go for it. So, another scenario would be a special monthly compensation. Yeah, these are separate conditions that doesn't necessarily give you a rating, but because of your conditions, you deserve higher care. A common one that you would see from a lot of like a lot of male members would be the erectile dysfunction, which would be a, I think they call it a K award or maybe it's an M award. Um, but that you won't necessarily see a rating for it. They'll just pay you a little extra on top of it. And so special monthly compensation, a good one, a good rule of thumb there is if you're 
rated and you get another 60%. So say you're 100% and then you file for PTSD and they give you 70, then you'd get the special monthly compensation, which will probably push you closer to about 3,200 to 3,500 a month, something like that. Yeah, so. You get a little bit more out of it. Yeah, so eventually there are a lot of different kinds of monthly compensation. Yeah. But there are, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, most of them are serious. You're missing legs, severe burns, you know, paralyzation. But it goes down to be if you're housebound or not. Yeah. So that 3,000 mark, if you're in a situation where you're paralyzed because of your, your service or you lost legs or limbs because of your service, that 3,000 mark isn't going to necessarily work for you guys. You know, so you certainly should apply and go for more because you guys deserve it more. Yeah. So, also if you are single vet and uh, have 100% uh, ratings and at least 60% rating for uh, one, like, wholly separate disability condition, you might be entitled for that uh, 300-350 uh, uh, bucks a month in disability compensation and that would be a statutory method of getting uh, SMC yeah. and the second one is um, I guess most common uh, the one that you got your better lives or something prevents you to leave your house yeah. so you are housebound so so it's called so loss one of um, multiple extremities sensory organs, like reproductive organs, uh, eyes might uh, entitle you to one of those SMC compensations. Yeah. Another scenario would be uh, protection against future reductions. Yeah. Um, there's always the potential that they could reduce you. You see it a lot when it comes to mental health or cancer issues. Um, what you want to try to show there, is similar to what we've been saying, is that you want to show that that condition is either the same or that it's worse. And the easiest way you could do that is having current medical records showing that. The yeah, the main thing is you want to build your records up because you have about a 90-day window to prove yourself. If the, v the VA says we're going to drop your 100% to 20%, 10%, something like that, and you're like, what the hell, that's a lot of money I'm going to be missing out on and I'm used to this and this is helping my bills and everything. And so if you have medical records to back yourself, you should be okay to go. If you don't have records, you better start figuring out real quick because then within 90 days, they're going to lower you. Yeah. Um, there's another case that might be applicable also. Uh, let's say uh, you got 100% uh, TDIU and uh, you might um, say to yourself, oh, I'm good, I'm 100%, so I'm dropping my two other claims that I have uh, right now going on. But three years down the road, uh, you got another letter from VA saying that uh, we would like to uh, conduct and CNP exam on you. And uh, sure thing, you go through CNP exam and you got lower rating. So now you're not 100%, uh, now you're back to your like 60 or 20%. Uh, or maybe like 50 or 10%, not TDIU. And uh, you dropped those two claims three years ago. 
So at this point, it might be much more difficult for you to prove those two claims that you dropped than when it was two or three years ago. Yeah. Because even if your rating would go down to like 60%, you could still be getting those secondary conditions for those rating for those two claims that you dropped two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. So you would be you would end up not with 60%, but you would end up maybe with 70% or 70 or like 80%. Yeah, and that's certainly a true thing too. So like what you want to do is build your base up. So if they try to lower you, the best they can lower you is to 90. It's still a decent drop and the, and the benefits absolutely change, but at least you're not dropping to a 20. And at 90%, you could always turn around and go for the unemployable if you had to. You know, yeah. so you could you could play that game. So pretty much that secondary service condition ma could be helpful to you uh, even at 100% ratings yeah. as well. And it's not always about the money or about uh, proving your future claim. You can always get uh, more attention to those conditions that are on your file. Even though you're not suffering from them that much as... Uh, uh, you've been suffering like two, three years ago, uh, but if it came up, you would have, uh, I would say, better treatment for that condition than if you would never ask for that. Yeah, definitely. So, um, there is another, uh, I would say, questionable scenario why you want to um, still fighting when you're 100%. You might want, want to continue battling or fighting and that's the right word because in this case that guy would be fighting he would never stop <laughs> the um that could those could be like frivolous claims or like claims that are not based on anything but uh as uh, everybody gets older those conditions might pop up and that wouldn't be uh, the case of frivolous claims yeah. So somebody who is like 70, 80 percent, uh, 80 years old and fighting for like new claim every next year or like every year, uh, he might justify him filing those claims because he is taking care of uh, future generations. Yeah, yeah. And certainly like if it wasn't for the Vietnam's going through, Vietnam vets going through everything they did when it comes to VA and their benefits, I don't think we would be anywhere where we're at when it comes to our benefits. And so I do believe it's our turn and our generation's turn to fight this a little bit further to make sure everybody has a fair shake at this. Yeah, so, but as um, been said, that's very questionable. Yeah. So you need to have a lot of time in your possession and uh, you definitely want to be somebody who is 60 or 70 years or older because I guess at that age you would be uh, you would be having more and more disabilities piling up yeah. on top of each other yeah yeah so in a summary those would be like four or five scenarios where a vet should be uh, continuing uh, fighting for uh, new disabilities yeah, and there's certainly other scenarios that could play in. So you really want to question what's going on with you personally and your medical issues and see if it's worth your time. 
if it's something minor, even if it bothers you, it may not be worth it. If it's something major and there's potential to support your family in case you pass or support other veterans as they go for their claims or even just to try to get that permanent total rating, then it, it should be worth it. But you make sure what you're, make sure you have your records to support what you're, what you're trying to go for and make sure that you're not just fighting it to fight it. You want real reasons to be pushing it once you hit that 100%. Yeah, right. And um, if you got any other ideas or maybe scenarios that we didn't cover, just let us know on uh, Facebook or Twitter or like whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Come back often. Feel free to subscribe on uh, iTunes, YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. All links are in podcast notes. And as always, um, Joe, do you have any book or like uh. you would like to suggest? I've been reading uh, George Carlin's uh, brain droppings lately because he's funny. <laughs> I like George Carlin. Um, what about you? Well, I would go the same with George Carlin. So I like his, uh, you know, stand-up. Uh, stand-ups, especially about uh, politicians. <laughs> so it was a great one. Yeah. Some stuff doesn't make sense, and he was right. Yeah. Uh, that great guy, and. Uh, as a movie, probably um, a one that most of you know, A Few Good Men, old movie from 1992. Um, I like it. I've never seen it. No? No. Great one. Yeah. And the uh, quote of the day. Um, if you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself but not the enemy, for every victory gained you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy or yourself, you will succumb in every battle. Sun Tzu.